Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, what's up, man? How you doing, man? How was your weekend, brother? Man, Doc, listen, a very, very interesting weekend for myself, man, all surrounding some football. So I had high school football, college football that piqued my interest. And definitely yesterday it, we had the Rams playing, so that piqued my interest as well. So uh, just to start off this past Friday, had an opportunity to go to Orlando or stay in Fort Lauderdale to see my high school play. So I chose to stay in Fort Lauderdale and I'm glad I did because, you know, the Memphis Tigers, we, we, we laid an egg <laughs> Got 24 to seven, the U- UCF. But then uh, being here with my high school, Dillard high school playing the number one team in the state, we're the number four team in the state, St. Thomas Aquinas, a very good football game. Doc, my guys played well, played hard going in 16, 13, three minutes left in the game, tried to kick the time field goal to send it to overtime. It's blocked. But, uh, you know, salute to my guys, coaching staff. They played a great football game. And I'm excited about my team, my high school, Dillard High School, heading into the playoffs that are coming soon, man. But y'all, y'all, y'all didn't win, though, right? Y'all, y'all didn't. No, we didn't win. It, it didn't sounds win. good, no. but, but what happened at the yeah, end, y'all? It does. Y'all lost uh, You know, we're, we're, we're close. I mean, we're still relevant. I mean, how's Fairly? Hey, that's a good question. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's a good question. We like, we like six to two, man. That's how we are. You know, I don't know what we did this past weekend because I wasn't at the game, but. Okay, you just got me up off your ass. Say no more. Jerry Goff coming back home. Welcome, welcome, but bye-bye. Get your ass back out of here, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Jerry Goff making a nice little homecoming, man. And he always he almost led his winless Detroit Lions to a dub, but it just didn't happen, man. We eventually – we didn't play our best ball game, but we did get the W 28-19, bro. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, Doc. I think, you know, Jerry coming in uh, with a little extra motivation, uh, from his standpoint, want to show everybody what, you know, what they're missing and show the Detroit Lions just what they have in the quarterback position. So um, coming out, man, he was pitching it. I mean, he looked exactly like the Jared Goff that we had for years. You know, he'll come out pretty strong. Uh, he'll take a little lull moment and probably see something different as far as coverage is concerned and ultimately end up giving us the football. So, you know, just, just that added pressure of our front four and uh, being able to, you know, read his his tendencies. We ended up getting picks from it, and uh, you know, just just having that opportunity of knowing who we're playing and just keep keep applying the pressure to him. And you said a key word. You're right. He, we got the Jerry Goff that we used to seeing. You, you're right. He he made a couple of good throws, but then he made a couple of bad throws in a bad place. 
a couple of bad plays. He ends up 22 or 36. We picked him up twice. We sacked him two times that touchdown. But that pick, that last pick coming at a good time because you know what, bro? You know, we run our record to six and one. The Detroit had won a game, man. They just a damn train wreck. But still, we didn't play well, bro. We didn't come out focused and sharp. And this is what I was – I wasn't fearing it, but I kind of figured that this would happen. But the good thing is we did get the W, but a lot of mistakes, man. Kind of a, a sloppy ball game for us. And this is really what we don't want to do. But luckily, we were playing, playing a trash-ass team, and we were able to survive. Well, you know what? You call them what you want to call them, Doc, but they have a very strong running game, running backs. That's Swift. I like that kid. They have a motivated defense led by, by those linebackers, guys who like to get after the quarterback. And what we saw, Doc, from uh, other years, from the scouting report, the Detroit Lions defense, they went a lot of zero pressure. You know, if you remember back in the day, a couple years ago, you know, even in the Super Bowl, where that zero pressure gave our offense issues because we weren't getting the ball out quick enough or we weren't being able to adjust to what we were seeing in front of us. So just having Aaron Glenn, which is the defensive coordinator over at Detroit, go back into the archives and bring that same style of defense out, man, it gave us issues, Doc. We didn't know how to get the ball out, where we should get it out soon enough. But just having a veteran present, Matthew Stafford, guy, guy who's seen it all, he just threw his 300th touchdown pass. So that, that's a lot. So just having him in the fold, is the difference between winning a game like that, Doc, and losing a game like that. Well, you said something about Aaron Glenn and his defense, man. Uh, yeah, he may have came in with a defensive philosophy, but in the end, the shit didn't work because we beat that ass. You know, Matthew Stafford, man, playing his old, old team, he said he was glad to see some of his old players. And he came, I mean, his old teammates and some of the old coaches and stuff. And he came out and had a good game, man. Matthew throwing for 334 yards, three touchdowns, got sacked one time. But the biggest difference is, bro, he didn't get a rock up. He didn't throw any picks at all. So Matthew abusing his former squad, and I'm pretty sure he he said he enjoyed his time in Detroit, but I'm pretty sure he's glad to be on this side, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this side other than the other side, because his his franchise, is, he was, they sorry as hell. But Matthew Stafford coming out, I think he threw his 300 touchdown, man, and Hey, man, he just gave us another great performance. Hey, Doc, Matthew Stafford is now in La La Land. So just imagine being 0-7 in Detroit where old man Winter is pounding on the door. He's coming. It makes it hard to go to work. It makes it hard to stay focused in team meetings and things of that nature. But just to have a whole B6-1 and one right now, 5-1, and one, whatever we are, uh, being fighting for a division uh, first place with the Arizona Cardinals in Los Angeles, 70, 75 degrees. Hey, life is good, Doc. So I, I'm sure Matthew is pretty pleased. And, uh, you know, hats off to the guy, man. I mean, he has 19 touchdown passes already uh, in seven, six games right now. So um, we talk about MVP. He definitely has to be in the conversation for the MVP, uh, along with the, the big guy we'll see in a couple, a couple weeks, King Henry, and other guys around the league. So hats off to him, man. Salute that guy. Also salute his dinner guests because of those touchdowns. Nine of those touchdown passes have gone to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, once again, having a great evening, man. A great afternoon. Cooper just catching the rock. And, I mean, you see Matthew targets Cooper more than anybody else. But who can blame him? Cooper with another huge day. Ten receptions, 156 yards, two more touchdowns. And just still, man, some of those routes he run, man. It's just, I mean, I'm amazed by it because Cass, it seems like it's almost impossible for them to stay in front of him. Cooper getting loose again, 
Robert Woods had a nice little game. And also, man, Van Jefferson, bro, beautiful touchdown reception, man. So a lot of different players having a, another good game. But Cooper Cup, again, showing that he's, you know, one of the top receivers in the league. Cooper Cup is is very well on his way to achieving his first All-Pro season. So he's having a great year. And he's very similar. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, very similar. They can do the same things. Now, with the addition of, of Van Jefferson, of what he can do, Doc, you can see this guy outside on the peri perimeter getting more and more comfortable. Comfortable with his releases, comfortable when the ball's in the air, attacking the football. Just more weapons are popping up, Doc. And when you think you have all of those guys corralled, then we have a Tyler Higby there. So Higby is just making plays. And, and Matthew just being that facilitator, Doc, week after week. It's going to come another week soon, maybe this week, where uh, that defense is going to say, you know what, we're not going to let Cooper Cup get loose no matter what. And then, bam, other guys have to step up. Maybe they get 10, 15 targets in a game, and then they keep it rolling. So it's, it's, a, it's a plethora of great talent that's, that's all together, and they're gelling right now, Doc. I don't think they're even at their peak as far as knowing each other. I'm talking about the group of wide receivers, playmakers, and our new quarterback, man, because they haven't been there that long, no longer than 10 weeks together. So it's going to be interesting to see when these guys really get to rolling, Doc. Well, you know, I want our running game to continue to get to rolling as well. Now, I talked about Detroit, man, you know, that 0-7, and that's just don't look good. You know what I'm saying? They just – they're not very good. I know, you know, they have professional football players on their squad, but as a squad, they're just not very good. But, you know, we did have trouble running the rock against them, man. You know, we only ran the ball 19 times. Two and a half yards of carry, 19 carries to 47 yards. Daryl Henderson, 15 for 45. So if any, I guess if anything we can look at that we need to improve on, running the rock better, but this was just this game, you know. Uh, and, I mean, Detroit got us on a couple of uh, fake punts as well, man. So special teams, yeah. a lot of them cats on special teams going to get that goddamn red dot today or tomorrow. Whenever they're going to get it, they're going to get pointed out. So there are some things we can clean up. And Sean McVay can look and be like, okay, we got to do better right here. There's a lot we can clean up. Doc. I mean, just, just keeping the running attempts up to where they are, just letting teams know that we will run the ball on you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go from a, a, a Kwame Brown perspective here and give the Detroit Lions their respect, Doc, because you make it up to this league, you have those colors on, you get paid to play. Hey, that's saying a lot, Doc. And those, the defensive front, the defensive seven, to be exact, man, was really all over. They need probably need a little bit of help on the perimeter on their outside. But that front seven, man, that front seven was coming. They was playing on the opposite side of the ball. And these are these are motivated guys, Doc. They don't want another 0-16 or 0-17. They can break a record this year. You can't tie a record with 0-16. But 0-17, Doc, it's not going to happen this year. So, Fortunately, we're not that guy. We don't have to see this team until next year sometime again, whatever. So um, we're, we're very pleased with this W. Get these guys out of the way and move on to the next test. Look, man, I'm giving <laughs> them credit. I ain't taking nothing from them because if you make it to the league, you deserve to be saluted. I salute them. But when you're playing against other dudes in the league and they are a lot better than you, man, let's call it what it is, man. They sorry as hell, bro. Now they gave us a little, they gave us a little problems because I don't think we was all the way. You shaking your head. They sorry, dog. Yeah, they owing seven, man. What? I'm I'm listening. I'm just yo, I'm just taking it in, man. I'm just listening to your take. Do your take, dog. 
I mean, I'm just saying, bro. You know, I'm giving them credit. But look, we were supposed to win the damn game by 14, 17, 20. That's true. We right. won the game. We won the game by nine points. So I'm happy we won the game. But I can't just sit here and say, take my hat off to the Los Angeles Rams for a great, a great performance because it wasn't a great performance. Now, we did what we needed to do in order to win the ball game. But you know, like I do, we're a lot better than the Detroit Lions, man. Yeah, they just, these dudes, and you said the front seven was coming. Yeah, they were coming, but the fact of the matter is, it's 11 cats on the, on the team. 11 cats on each side. So if the front seven was coming, coming the, 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 the back four wasn't doing a goddamn thing. We was crushing them. So I don't want to just get on Detroit because this is the ramblings about the Rams. But we could have played better, but we got the W, man. I'm just glad to see the fact that we are 6-1. and one. And we're still, you know, up there at the top of the NFC West because that other NFC West team <laughs> still balling. They ain't lost yet. Indeed, man. Indeed. So we we got to go one one game at a time. I know it sounds like a cliche, which it is, but we got to go one day at a time. We can clean up a whole lot in this game, particularly the special teams, Doc. We don't even like talking about special teams on this show uh, because most of the time when you do, it's something negative that happens. So to have two fake punts, uh, be successful against us from an alignment standpoint, Doc, is not good. I mean, just from when you see the pictures on the film, when they watch the film, you can just see from alignment that they have us outflanked to the left side. And and and, and surely their special team coach was saying, okay, when we get this look, we don't have to call it. We're just going to run it. Just snap it to the upfront guy and let him go ahead. We're going to seal that whole, they seal the whole right side of our defense. And they had about a 28-yard gain. So those things can be fixed, Doc. I think there, there needs to be a captain on our special teams to really stand up and lead and see what the coaches are seeing and be, be able to apply that on the field and let everybody know this is what we got to make sure we're secure before the ball is snapped. But that's damn near inexcusable, man. I can't get one fake punt on you in the game. Okay, all right. But two, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So if anything that the Rams are going to be pissed off and mad about today, that's three. Right. Three, what? Three? Yeah, see, I'm saying the onside kick. Yeah. yeah, see, in that too. That's what I'm saying. The special team coach, your ass, you probably in some fire today, but you know because you know head coaches they still want to find something to be upset about, something to keep the players motivated about, and that's one of the things we can look at. But at the end of the day, the fact of the matter is, we are six and one. We get did get a W, man. It's entirely you know it's difficult to win in this league, and we did get a W. So right now. We did, you know, we won the ball game. And, and the defense, another good, you know, Jerry Goff was Jerry Goff. It's good to see him back. You know, I guess a lot of people said hello to him. And, you know, Aaron Donald was up close and personal with him. And, and we're talking about Jalen Ramsey coming up with that pick. But A.D. really, really is the one who really made that play because A.D. once again, man, put their pressure on him and, and bear hugged Jerry Goff and made him throw the ball. Probably wouldn't he wasn't ready to throw it. And Jalen Ramsey right there to pick that off and pretty much seal the deal right there. Absolutely. Beating a double team, like always, like he's constantly being double team doc. So just for him to get penetration, make sure he make uh, Jared Goff uncomfortable, getting him on the ground. I believe he came away with one sack today, if I'm not mistaken, but a whole lot of pressure, doc. And that's pretty much what he's known for. And other guys stepping up, Joseph Day. Uh, we got our Leonard, Leonard Floyd being mentioned constantly because he's constantly getting pressure on quarterbacks from an outside rush, doc. I think they're fine-tuning what we need what we need to be doing from a defensive standpoint. And pressuring the quarterback is the name of the game in a passing league, man. So we're starting to get that done and starting to see it consecutively, week after week. We saw it two weeks ago, and we saw it yesterday. 
Yeah, and I see that what well, the two sacks we got. Kenny Young got one. Sebastian Joseph Day got one, and Aaron Donald almost got it. He made him rush the ball up out of his hands. So I, I hell, I, I pretty much uh, give him a sack for that because it ended up with an interception. It's just good to see you know, the defense playing that way, man. Because uh, as I said, man, I'm trying to look at these standings right quick because you know I know Arizona wants. Hey Isaac, them them cats for real, bro. I mean. Ain't, ain't, nothing, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing else I can say. They, they legit, man. They, they they won again, bro. And ain't nothing fluky about them. Kyler Murray was no. a little banged up and they came back, bro. They seven and oh, man. The fact the fact <laughs> of the matter, man, we don't we don't play them again yet. So we really can't be looking at them too much. But I'm just glad that we're still up there near the top of the NFC West because we thought and we talked about the NFC West being the toughest division in the NFL, but right now it really don't seem that way, man, because hell, Seattle's two and four, the 49ers two and four, they're not playing very good, but the Rams, our Rams up there near the top six and one, Arizona Cardinals seven and oh, so I think now being able to win a game like this says a lot, man, because you don't play your best and you still get a W, so I'm pretty much going to give us more credit. I ain't going to stay on our ass too long, but I'm going to give us more credit being able to win a game when we don't we didn't play as well as we're capable of playing well what it's starting to come down to doc is this in the nfc west division is offensive line play and the ability to protect the quarterback keep the quarterback healthy we see those two teams in san francisco they're reeling because of quarterback play not being not being available being injured uh it's happened in seattle it's happened in san francisco and look where those teams are right now so the, the, the two teams that are leading the division, they're protecting their quarterback as best they can. We, they're still available. So I think that's what it's going to come down to, Doc. The most healthiest team, hopefully we can keep uh, Matthew Stafford upright and be available for our offense because you see just how fluid our offense can run when he's out there and performing well, man. Now, Isaac, now uh, uh, Arizona just beat Houston Texans 31-5, to I think, and that's who we play next. So we just played a sorry team. Houston, Texas is struggling, so hopefully we get a better performance next week, but we do go on the road. We got to go to Houston. Of course, you know, we'll talk about that game later this week, but, hey, I guess, you know, the Rams can be happy today. They can be happy today, forget about it, and now it's time to move on to the next game and look forward to this week and continuing uh, this winning uh, formula and this winning momentum. Absolutely, though. You got you got the, this part of the schedule where it seems a little easy, but, it's 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 even tougher to be a professional in these games. You got 0-6 Detroit. You have uh, your Houston Texans who are really struggling at the quarterback position and really don't know who that guy's going to be in the future. So you got two teams where you got to go in and be a professional, play play the game the way it's supposed to be played, and focus in on what we do as far as ex- execution. Uh, and what 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 do we expect? We expect our special teams to play better than they played last year, last week. We expect a, a, another great performance by defense, getting after the quarterback, another rookie quarterback that will be playing this week, and just making sure these guys don't have any confidence to come out and play. Big facts. Now, anything else you want to add before we get up out of here, Isaac? That's it, man. Raheem Morris is getting it together. Um, I like where we're headed with the offense. Doc, I just I just think Coach McVay is just opening up the entire playbook right now. I mean, once again, we saw Darrell Henderson uh, running a, another perimeter route. I think that's in his arsenal. We're seeing a lot of guys from Cooper Cup to Robert Woods being in the backfield, a lot of different formations. And he can just be offensive coordinator, Doc. He doesn't have to play quarterback this year. He doesn't have to play through the quarterback and read defenses for the quarterback right now. So you have a veteran guy 
who's uh who hit another milestone this this past Sunday with 300 touchdown passes, and uh, I'm feeling good about it, man. And one 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 thing though, he he that's 300, which is great though. But damn, Tom Brady just hit 600. I'm just think about that, bro. I think he ended up now he got 602. So we're saluting Matthew Stafford with his 300. That's great. But Tom Brady, the dude, I hair dude, 600 dog. Gotta acknowledge that because that's damn, that's unreal, bro. Uh, they are they, those numbers are there to be broken. I mean, you know, you got Fran Tockerton, who, uh, who's probably the first guy to hit 300. Dan Marino, the first guy to hit 400. And Peyton Manning, after him, the first guy to hit 500. Tom Brady now is the first one to hit 600. So, with, with the dispensation of the rules and how you protect the quarterback, how the wide receivers can run down the field, doc, those numbers are going to be shattered, man. So, salute to Tom Brady. Great feet. Keep the ball. I mean, do what you got to do. But, uh, those numbers are there to be broken, Doc. Indeed, and I hope that do break it, because I don't like the Warlock anyway. That's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until next week, we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.